In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. Happy Pentecost! Woo! I'm impressed, those of you who knew to wear red, good job. This morning at 7.30 a.m., we had our first service with parishioners in our building in over 14 months. It was a joyous occasion. And today we are doing baptisms live in our community for Cora and Dolly, who got renamed Ruby in the bulletin, so ignore that. Her name is Dolly. Sorry about that, sweetheart. Welcome to reality. Things happen, and we're going to talk about that today. As a community and as individuals, we have made it through the last 14 months. As St. Cross, we have figured out how to do church online, and some of you are still online. Unless I'm on that camera, you're still online. Now I'm messing with you. Okay. We have figured out how to either mail in our weekly pledge or gasp, do it online. We have figured out how to help one another and support one another even when we cannot hug, which is often the St. Cross way. We've learned that we can wear a mask and it will not kill us. We have learned to wash our hands more, which we needed to be doing anyway. And hopefully, I would like to say we've learned how to share and not hoard, but that's been a hard one to learn and we're still working on that if you look to the South. But the truth is, is that we over the past 14 months, we have changed, we have changed some more, and then we've had to change again after that. We've been online, in person, not in person, drive-through, in that parking lot, in this parking lot, outside, today inside, next week it'll be a different seating chart inside, I'm not joking. Just when we think we have worship and how to be community in this time figured out, something else changes. But such ongoing change, I don't know about you, but it takes patience. Am I wrong? Such ongoing change, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can be tiring. Such ongoing change, though, is inevitable. It causes us to grow even when we don't want to. Such ongoing change, though, is an opportunity, whether we want it or not, to deepen our faith. And this ongoing change is exactly where we found the disciples this week on Pentecost. And as I was looking around about different perspectives on Pentecost, in this not-yet-post-COVID time, I came across a commentator. Commentators are the people who write wise things about the Bible. I came across a commentator by the name of Claudio Carvajales, and he writes about this very change that we are in the midst of, this very change that our faith calls us to, and he says this, like the wind, 
The Spirit moves us in different ways, sending us to other places and nesting us into other ground. To experience Pentecost, it is necessary to search for change and to allow ourselves to be changed. Change means new forms of consciousness, awareness, commitments, and agency. What is it in your life that needs to be changed? Like seeds, we must learn to let go and to die so that we can sprout into new life. Be uprooted from ways of thinking and believing and be taken by the Spirit, flowing with God's grace, more expansive and necessary ways of living our faith in our world today. And when I read that, I said, Amen. Amen. Good job. Patty getting you all ready last week. <laughs> if Pentecost this moment when the Holy Spirit, when we mark the Holy Spirit showing up, if Pentecost is about anything, it is about change. And back to those disciples, this is where they found themselves on Pentecost. I think they had had enough. They had given up their lives and their families. Anybody know about giving up their family the past 14 months? They'd given up their lives and their families to go follow this Jesus guy. And this Jesus guy, he taught them a new way of being. He taught them a new life. But then he died. And the apostles had to figure out what to do. And then they saw him again after his resurrection. And he taught them more. And he encouraged them that, no, actually, you can go spread the good news without Jesus physically there to lead them. And then he left them again, and they were alone again, figuring out how to do this on their own. And even though Jesus said, I will send the advocate, they were sitting up in that upper room, I imagine, at the point where they could not take one more change, enough is enough, and then whoosh, and the Holy Spirit shows up and breathes through their questioning, breathes through their inadequacy, breathes into their despair, into their wondering which way forward. The Holy Spirit shows up in tongues of flames, in languages they had never thought about speaking. The Holy Spirit led them out of that upper room, into more change, out into the unknown, out in the very beginning of the Jesus movement, out into change, and change again, and then change some more. On this day of Pentecost, we bring two new children into the Christian family, and we renew our own baptismal vows. And as we do so, we remember that baptism is change also. Baptism is about, as Claudio Carvajal says, 
changing one's consciousness and awareness and commitments and our agency. Baptism is saying that I will follow God first. I will think about where God fits in my life before I make a major decision. I will treat others even when I really don't like them, and even more when I really don't think they deserve it, as God's beloved children. I will give God of my first fruits, not of my leftovers. I will allow God through the Holy Spirit to shape me, mold me, lead me, guide me. As many of you know, we're in the middle of a Bible study. You all are welcome to join. You don't have to be there for the first 13 weeks to come. You can come for one week. We don't care. But every week we study a section, a small section of the Bible. And at the end of the study, my question now is how does this week's reading resonate with your own life? Because we don't just read scripture to know the Bible better, although I recommend it, especially to all the parents here. Get out those children's Bibles. We give you at baptism. And if you don't have one, we'll get you one. Read the story. Know our story. But what's really important is that we read scripture so that we can let God into our life in a new way. That through reading and the Holy Spirit, we can change our thinking and our habits, maybe even our spending, to be more focused on our faith, more focused on God's calling to us. Baptism is the start of our journey with God. Renewing our baptismal vows is reminding ourselves that we are on this journey. Baptism is that moment where I like to say that we turn to God and say, Okay, God, let's do this. I'm in. For Cora and Dolly, who will be baptized today, for their parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and godparents and family and friend and for the whole church community gathered here and online. This is the start of their journey with God. This is their moment where their family and friends gather to change their consciousness, awareness, commitments, and agency. Our life of faith, it demands change. You heard me say a few weeks back that we've been working on a simple statement, one that we can all remember, a statement of what our faith looks like specifically here at St. Cross. And our statement of faith is to be a community that serves others as a sign of God's love. So how is it that we as St. Cross need to change? so that we are doing this work each and every day? How do we need to change as individuals? How do we need to change as a community? How do we look for that change? How do we pray about that change? How do we support one another in that change? How do we allow ourselves to be changed? What practices do we need to start? What practices do we need to end? 
What do we need to let go of to allow to die so that we can sprout into new life as we walk together into our Holy Spirit-filled future? Together in the weeks and the months and maybe even a few years to come, we are going to answer these questions together we will negotiate the inevitable, ongoing change that the Holy Spirit pulls us out to. And we realize that this comes through the grace and presence of the Holy Spirit that we witness today in baptism. The beauty of our faith, the beauty of our baptism is that we don't follow God alone. We promise everything with God's help. Like the disciples, we have the Holy Spirit present here with us, to walk with us, to guide us. The Holy Spirit to pull us out of our comfortable upper rooms into the unknown and miraculous that happens when we fully live into being the Jesus movement. We follow God with God's help through the power of the Holy Spirit, even and especially in the face of ongoing change, God is always here to guide us. And for that we say, Amen.